0: Hey, folks! Welcome to Two for None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. I am your continuing guest host, Alexander Spinks, and I am joined by
1: the Eucalyptus Yorker himself, Oliver oh, Crump. Crumpy, thanks for name, coming back. The name has stuck. I don't know how to feel about this. I thought at the end of the at the end of the third one, I was I was going to be out, <laughs> Dead and done. No, we got you back here, and we're going to get you back for the first test against the West
0: Indies. We're going to get you back for the series wrap, mate. I don't think you're going anywhere. I'll see you in twenty twenty
1: five. Yeah, mate. is is this our podcast now? I think it
0: is because like Pat has bugged off to Japan for his honeymoon and Chris Barty's actually getting to enjoy some time with his wife and child. So, I I think it's ours now. They they might like the time off. They might like not working. Yeah, and not getting paid for not working. This is, this yeah. is great. We're we're not getting paid for working. Mate, we just wrapped up the series against Pakistan about a week ago. 3-0. As Adam Hassan pointed out in the preview for the series, Pakistan are yet to win a test in Australia in the 21st century. We continued that motoring along nicely. And Sydney was closer than we thought it was
1: going to be for a bit, and then it wasn't at all. Yeah. I mean, they took a lead of, well, I mean, 15 or something into the, <laughs> into the second innings. But, I mean, a lead is a lead. It's better than but... minus 120. Yeah. They performed really well and I know maybe not slagging them off, but we didn't paint a particularly rosy picture uh, coming into the first test. The first test affirmed that picture. <laughs> but test two and three, they really put on a good show and I think it was a couple of misfields and dropped catches and and mischances that that took it away from them in the end.
0: Yeah, I think
1: something can be said
0: about how Pakistan in each game, in each test match, out of four innings, whether it was bowling or batting, they had one very, very good innings in every test yeah. match. They had one really good innings in each test match. That first test in Perth, their first batting innings looked like it was going to go along really, really nicely. And then they conceded a lead of 210 yep. because they had a very bad bowling innings to start. Yeah. Because they're, I remember, what, Imam al Haq got a half century. He, face 200 balls. Uh, Abdullah Shafiq can't catch, but he could stay at the crease for 121 <laughs> balls. Like Again? That opening, because that first session of their batting was just the, the openers. The openers were in, we couldn't find a wicket, and then we found 10 wickets really, really quickly. Yeah. And then their fourth innings, they were rolled for 89. So yeah. all through the series, they've, they've had one really good innings. And in this match, they had two. Yeah. They had a good batting innings first up and they had a good bowling innings to follow and then they
1: didn't. It I mean you can kind of boil it down to a a series of moments for Pakistan and in moments they were fantastic. What a cliché mate. Come up with some other language. <laughs> sports is just about <laughs> moments. Oh, they had such moments, moments to moment. Have you have you seen that generic that generic sports Commentary. <laughs> cometh the hour, on, cometh the man. No, 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 no. It's on one of the platforms or something. And um, and this guy goes, it's it's a wrap up of the game. And he's like, you can apply this to any game. Oh well, from what we see here, the the first team scored another point or two, then the second team, and and then in the end, they they got away with the victory here. <laughs> what, how how would we do that for cricket? How
0: would we make just the most banal? Just generic copy and paste I, I, I think I'd say it like this. I think it was just a series of moments for the other oh, test. Get out. Get out. You, you asked for me back. I did. I did. This but is what you get. Mostly because I need to insult someone to feel better about myself.
1: <laughs> Look, I actually went to um, to the Sydney test. I remember. And I was you there. and our
0: dear friend, Akshay, went and didn't invite me.
1: Yeah, with, with uh, a couple of mates, Rupert and, and Nick as well. You, well, I did semi-invite you knowing that you weren't going to be there. Yeah, I was at
0: uh, Pat's um, wedding in, in Margaret River drinking a lot of very expensive wine.
1: Yes, which I wasn't invited no, to. No, neither of you were invited.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I was luckily there on day three. You went to day one, I believe. I had it. A- of this? No. no, I watched it from oh. home. Correct. Yeah. A friend went to day two, which was rained out, and I managed to see Josh Hazelwood's three-wicket made an over. Is that one of
0: those to- moments that you were talking about
1: that Pakistan it's, didn't take? It's a moment. It was a moment? moment. No, but, Alex, actually what I find really funny is while I was there, I was – I was. In, there were a couple overs left in the play, in the day's play, and I said, you know what? Like, Pat can record the cricket. I should record at the cricket. Oh. I'll record. I'll record something, and maybe we can use it. Maybe it'll be really funny. What I didn't take into account was it was six p.m. and I had been drinking all day.
0: <laughs> all those mid-strength forexes had gone to your brain.
1: <laughs> so only, only in the morning after, when I listened back <laughs> to, to my slurring garbage. Did I did I say, you know what, I I won't put this for the next episode? Please tell me to delete that audio. <laughs> it's on my phone. I would like that audio, <laughs> and I am
0: incredibly tempted to anyone that makes it to the end of this episode to give it to them as a
1: little Easter egg for sticking through us for the hour long. A little post credit scene, as you will. So <laughs> Well, I've got a few I've got a few tricks up my sleeve for um for the podcast today, and, and we'll see if we can maybe put it on the line for you for
0: certainly. Oh, oh, <laughs> mate, I'm I might have to cheat today. I really are, like just a guarantee that this happens. So, being at the test, so you're there for day three, you saw Australia just roar back as Australia has constantly done over, let's say, throughout Pat Cummins's tenure, he had his. his Probably toughest battle during the Ashes, winning two very close games in the first two tests, losing Nathan Lyon to a debilitating leg injury, then losing a test, washed out test, losing another test for all his short ball tactics throughout the whole thing. That was probably his hardest moment. But since then, or even before then, the World Test Championship, even the tour against India, Australia looks shaky for a bit, but manages to roar back through their bowling attack and just Take games away. This one is a perfect. uh, The first test in Perth was a perfect example. 271, decent, rolls them for 89. Like we're very good with the bat generally in the first innings, not so good with the bat in the last innings, but we're great with the ball. How was it watching Josh Hazelwood twist that goddamn match?
1: (laughs) I don't want to make you feel too jealous, but it was amazing. Oh, it was so good. I I listened to the like I rewatched the highlights uh, the next day of day three, so you could remember trying, them from your drunken no. no like no, I was no, there, no. I
0: remember seeing that in person.
1: <laughs> no, trying trying to see whether the capture the the cameras and microphones would capture really what it was like in there because it was pumping. Like when he was steaming in to bowl that sixth ball, where it's gone. Wicked dot, wicket, dot, wicket, last ball. It was crazy. I, I, It's the loudest I think I've ever heard a stadium or anything really. It was intense. I, I really don't know how to describe it. It was incredible. Yeah, you really don't want to make me jealous at all. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, in this <laughs>
0: game though, it was like the only reason why Pakistan had any chance of winning because they were – what, 150 for six Yeah, in the first innings? Their first dig was not great, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And the only people that kept them in the game, similar to the second test, was Mohammed Rizwan. Mm-hmm. He stayed for almost a run a ball 88. Like he's striking at yeah, 85. Solid. Their, really solid. Their wicket keeper was saving them. And then the guy that debuted in Perth, their bowler, Ahmad Jamal, He's a gun. 82 from 97. Gun. He's also yeah. striking at 85. Those yeah. two together put on 160 runs. They, Those two batters, also known as the wicketkeeper and a bowler in his third test match, yeah. scored
1: more than half of the team's total in the first innings. It was crazy. And what does Jamal do in the next innings? He backs it up with a 6 <laughs> Like <Each>. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Maybe Maybe he's- Obviously not as
0: fast, but maybe he's in the mold of a Mitchell Johnson where if he can get, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 runs off his bat quickly, he's going to yeah. rip through the team with the ball
1: in hand in the next inning. Yeah, totally. Feel that Feel that confidence. Feels absolutely unstoppable and he'll come out and just steam him.
0: Mm-hmm. I was looking at the stats for this series for... Like the most runs was Mitch Marsh Marsh yeah. with an average of 86. He had a great series. He definitely justified his selection over Cam Green because well, Cam Green averages about 20. We'll get to Cam Green when we start talking about the West Indies series. Yeah, I was wondering up. whether
1: I was I was getting ready to launch into yeah, You're it. launching
0: into your, into <laughs> your uh, predicted 11 for the test, which starts in a couple of days against the West yeah. Indies. But the top five run scorers were Australians. You had Mitch Marsh with 344, averaging 86. You had David Warner with 299, averaging 49. But he's the only player to hit 100 because Mitch Marsh just likes to flail at ones going down towards second slip when he's on 96 and get caught. Usman Khawaja was next, averaging 36, but he scored 220. Manus too had 207. And then, surprising to me, Steve Smith was next with 194. Oh, really? He was one run ahead of... Of Muhammad Rizwan, who scored 193, and then the next best was Shan Masood, the new captain, with 181. Big jump down to Jamal with 143. Yes, <laughs> yes, Jamal. So Jamal was Go, the third highest run scorer for Pakistan, and he is their yeah. deb- one of their debutant bowlers. Their yeah. best run scorer was their wicketkeeper, which isn't unheard of, but it is when it's no. Muhammad Rizwan. And then next best was the new captain, Sean Massoud. Baba Razam wasn't in the, even in the top 10. Wow, really? He averaged 21 with 126 runs scored. Alex Carey got more than him. And then Travis Head had a real lean one. He only scored 80, averaging 16. But yep. then it's our bowlers. And you just go further down the list, further down the list until you get- Wait, where does- where does Babar Azam fit on that list? Sorry, oh, let me let me count exactly: six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh. Wow! So not what you want to see from your star. The best, one of the top five batters in the world, on and off over the last six years, seven years, eight years in Test cricket. Babar yeah. Azam, he was eleventh, and you know there were rumours going around that Steve Smith probably is fighting for his place. He was still the fifth highest run scorer in this series and beat every single Pakistani batter.
1: Actually surprising. I mean, Shafiq, Shafiq had a pretty terrible series. They all, all the Pakistani batsmen, the, the top order batsmen, contributed in parts. No kind of big scores, but, and, and no consistency either.
0: No, like Shafiq and Imam Ul haq both had... 150 each, which was in that first test where they stayed yep. around for 150, 200 balls each. They did the opener's yep. job. Sean Massoud then did all right, but no one else did anything. Barbara's Azam didn't do anything. <laughs> Poor Sam Ayub comes in for a test. Duck. <laughs> Straight up duck. <laughs> Have a good one, say Also shells a catch, like a regulation slip yeah, Oh,
1: God, they're catching.
0: It made me feel really good about myself. That you can catch? I've dropped some absolute sitters in my time, (laughs) but no one has paid me for the privilege. (laughs) Look, I don't think they're being paid too much, to be honest. Oh, no. Speaking of, Ed Cowan was on ABC Radio, former Australian opener who has an achievement in batting named after him that if you score not many runs off 100 balls, you have committed an Ed Cowan Wait, really? Really. It's know. ESPN quick info parlance for someone taking their sweet, bloody time to get off the mark or score anything, but he's
1: blunting the new ball. He's doing the traditional should, opener's job. They should change it to doing a Bannerman, pulling a Bannerman. Oh, mate, <laughs>
0: I know you like your references from the 19th century, but no one else is it, on ball. back.
1: <laughs> But Look how, how long did you say it was that they had a uh, a victory in Australia? Not
0: since nineteen ninety nine. Not years. Okay, not, 60 not sixty. years. years. Six, 25. 60 years. Like, okay, I know 25. you're young, but I think you were born by then.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait until the uh, the next time and uh, and see what they've if, if we're
0: still doing this in forty years time. So you can say they haven't won in Australia for sixty
1: years. I, look, I don't need to be commentating on it. I, I, I'll happily sit back on an armchair and watch it.
0: Now, to see, just picturing you in the nursing home. You watch there. There's another. They've you know, done it. It's a. Three, They've
1: finally done a it. A three-match
0: series. Pakistan still loses. You know, I think the the Earth has committed climate change apocalypse by then. You just yeah. you just watch them. Last week, at I'll be fall, watching it from Mars, yeah, snickering in your little Mars armchair going,, ha, they were one in sixty years. <laughs> I was right, and then immediately <laughs> die a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> happily. <laughs> but Ed, Ed Cowan was talking about because we've got we've got this series coming up with the West Indies, yeah, which we'll get into mm-hmm. more detail soon, but they're not sending yes. their best and their brightest. <laughs> uh, no. Craig Braith- Braithwaite's coming, but Jason Holder, who is one of my favorite cricketers, he took over the captaincy of the West Indies at the age of 20, 21, bowling all-rounder, brilliant, brilliant cricketer. He's not coming. Mm-hmm. A few of their bowlers aren't coming, a few of their batters aren't coming. But then we have this South African test tour to New Zealand. So South Africa just had a sh- two test series against India in South Africa, South Africa won the first one, which was hilarious. Mm. India managed to win the second one, but managed to move from 153 for four to 153 all out in the space of two (laughs) overs, which was also hilarious. But then the South African domestic T20 league starts and South African cricket board has in decided that any player that's got a contract with those leagues, with those teams in that league- Got to come home. Cannot play Test cricket. Cannot play international cricket. Cannot play the pinnacle of cricket to most cricket tragic's eyes. And so they're sending to New Zealand two capped players, I think, maybe three capped players. Their captain has not played Test cricket before. Oh, God. Is it that bad? It's that bad. (laughs) I think there's about at least eight debutantes in the series and their captain is one of them.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. And that's all because of
0: the remuneration that the ICC divvies out from the takings of world cricket. All the cricket boards across the world put a portion of their takings into the kitty for the ICC, which is meant to, let me put my little yellow star and red hat on, distribute the wealth a little bit. So the tournament, the competition, the game remains afloat and remains attractive to sports sports players' eyes, so everyone can earn a bit. However, that's not what happens. No, The distribution, I've talked about it on this bloody podcast before, the ICC, uh, the BCCI, rather, they are the same thing, but India's cricket board takes about over 50%. Of the wealth. Wait, no, they it, do I generate a, a lot of the wealth. You
1: under, no, understand? No, they do. That. Isn't it? Isn't it like a thirty percent or something, or thirty-five percent? It's something horrendous.
0: I'm going to Google this. Fifty right seems now. excessive. ICC remuneration split amongst countries. I'm doing this live. I'm going to keep this in the podcast. What is the revenue deal? Oh, the associate nations are unhappy with the proposed revenue streams. That doesn't
1: sound like it's true. Look, whatever it is, I mean, it's too much. Or, this is a real simpleton way of thinking it, get more money. <laughs> Who? Who and how? The BCCI, just make the pool bigger. But they they have all
0: the money. Already, I, I've got this graph, this very helpful Reddit graph from the model. So, the BCCI takes 23% as of now. So, it's not as big. But- There is a big three proposal, which India, England, and Australia are putting forward, Mm -hmm. where the BTCI will take 35% of revenue from world cricket. England would take 11% of the revenue Mm -hmm. of world cricket. Cricket Australia would take 8% of the revenue, which is Mm -hmm. marginally more than we currently get Mm because we're currently on about 7%. England is on 7.5. India is on about 23. So India is still getting about a quarter. Wow combined those three in the current revenue stream we make up about 40 percent 38 percent in just three countries in the big there three is. proposal we would take up 55 percent amongst us and leave the other tier one nations
1: with the remaining 45 percent God and there's a there's a lot of good cricketing nations in there it's not as if it's not as if the cricketing world is just, India, England, and Australia, Pakistan, uh, New Zealand, New South Zealand's Africa. New Zealand's a perfect
0: example. As yeah. Over the last eight years, shall we say, in Test cricket, ODI cricket, T20 cricket, New Zealand's always up there. In mm-hmm. my predictions for the ODI World Cup last year, New Zealand's in the top four and they were fourth. In the ODI World Cup the previous run they were in the final against england in the odi cup before that they were in the final against australia in the world, they won the first world test championship yeah. against india at lords yeah they get about 4% of
1: the revenue or less than 4% of the revenue
0: from I mean, look, the icc
1: it's, it's it's wrong and it shouldn't obviously be this way if if that's just the way it is it's understandable that that south africa aren't sending their a side, Absolutely. You know, a- if that's the way it's going to be, well, then that's what Test Cricket is going to be. It's it's probably what we're seeing with the West Indies team coming out here as well. It is a shame and it does need to change. Mm. And the I'm West sure Indies has go. been the like the earliest proponents of sending their players to
0: take T20 contracts around the world, IPL, mm-hmm. Big Bash, mm-hmm. uh, the Blast in England, whatever it is, the PSL in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Send them out there and then they can get a bit of a cutback from that and then they'll earn a bit more money and their players will earn a lot more money because Ed Cowan was saying that the highest paid player in the South African team which you would assume is Kagiso Rabada yep probably earns less than Todd Murphy who's played four tests for oh,
1: Australia I'm so laughing <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing is that true god I know it's true I'm not sure if it's true but it wouldn't <laughs> it be far it sounds true the highest
0: paid South African player almost certainly earns less than the lowest-paid Australian player, the lowest-paid English player, and almost definitely earns less than the lowest-paid Indian test player. India player, of course, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that is not how you grow a game. And Ed Cowan is highlighting the hypocrisy of Australian commentators and cricket executives English commentators and cricket executives and Indian commentators and cricket executives then haranguing South Africa and the West Indies for sending out subpar teams and making them stay at home and play the version of the game that in that country generates the most revenue for their cricket boards and for their players. We're all sitting here hoarding all the wealth like smog on a. Goddamn mountain <laughs> and going, why isn't anyone playing? I'll give them a gold coin for their troubles.
1: <laughs> well, good on good on Ed Cowan. Oh, good, good on, on Ed, Ed Cowan for, for championing this. Hopefully, hopefully change can come quicker than scoring runs for, for this. <laughs> I know you tried to make like a little pun out of that. I know you, I could see
0: it, see it all. yeah
1: Just laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't finish I the joke. I was You set I was, up the um, joke with more runs and then just went off oh, this. Oh, you looked at me funny and I was like, is that good enough? That's just my face, dude. I'm <laughs> please leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, so back to Pakistan, and Australia. Summing that up. They didn't score enough runs. We had the top five run scorers in the whole thing. Jamal got two sixers in this series. Yeah. He is a find for them. Definitely. He is absolutely great. It might be a little bit better for Pakistan cricket going forward than Nazim Shah was playing T20 cricket somewhere else instead of playing in tests because Jamal might not have got a run. Yeah. Pat Cummins got three fifers. Hazelwood got a four for, like, there's some pretty good returns for Australia and for Jamal and no one else. Yeah. I mean, mean, look, the Australian
1: bowling attack is incredible.
0: Yeah. Guess how many of our four frontline bowlers make up the top five of the wicket-takers column for the whole series? Four. Well done. You win a prize. (laughs) Where do you think Jamal sits in that top five? Second to Cummins. He does. Wait, really? He does. All right, little quiz for you, baby. There's no prize for it other than glory. How many wickets do you think Cummins got? He got that 10 for in the second game, but he only had one in the first. Do you remember how many wickets he got in the Sydney test?
1: I'm going to say... 17 total. Close. 19. Ugh. 19. How many oh, did got Jamal? A, he got eight for him? four and four. He got four and four. Oh yeah. Jamal would have got seventeen.
0: Eighteen. <laughs> but you said it was such confidence. I really wanted to give it to you. Thank you. I appreciate so it. So, Cohen's got 19, Jamal got 18, and then it was a it was a gap. And then Lion with 13, Stark with 12. That's Hazel That's Bull what happens that. with descending numbers. <laughs> They can be sequential, which means there wouldn't be a gap. <laughs> so the next three Australian bowlers, Oliver, are sequentially descending. Look, with I'm just no going to try and
1: I'm just going to try and outsmart you. You're a pretty clever guy, Alex, and probably mm, smarter than me. Mate, if I can you ever are, get a
0: one up on you, you are wholly ill-equipped for that kind of fight. But I I relish the attempt. <laughs>
1: Sorry, continue.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good after that. The, like Pakistan chopped and changed their bowlers so much. Like their second best bowler was Shaheen Shah Afridi with 8 wickets. Like 10 less than their best Oof. and yes. still 3 less than our worst frontline bowler. Travis Head got 2 wickets, Mitch Marsh got 2 wickets, Hassan Ali got 2. He's yeah. meant to be their spinner.
1: <laughs> wow. Good on um good on Travis Head for uh, contributing. And he got a good one too, like one right through the gate. It
0: was a beautiful yeah, wicket. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the Pakistan series done. Do you need to launch into anything before we start talking about the shit show that is the West Indies series that's about to happen?
1: No, not really. I did. I just wanted to kind of maybe have a little moment to reminisce with with you because that is the, the worst setup. I was about to say. Let me do the next part of the start of my next sentence was. For our listeners, <laughs> Alex and I actually went out to the Nets with a couple of mates. The no, other no, day. no, no, no. I need to talk
0: about that. I need to talk about that. I, Ollie, do you have anything that you want to talk about before I launch into the West Indies series? You go, no, no. I do just want to talk about though. Like what a
1: segue. Let me uh What do you have uh, to say for yourself? That was atrocious. <laughs> Maybe we can how good is edit? Do you have Editor Pro, whatever it's called? It can chop and change and pieces throw? of this. Did you just like know <laughs> what it's called? What's it called? What are you talking about? Editing Don't software. I. Yeah. Anyways, look, you and me went out to the nets the other day, and it was it was actually really fun to roll the arm over. I mean, every ball I bowled, I probably added fifteen minutes worth of recovery time to my shoulder in the days oh, afterwards. Absolutely, I was sore for five days. Yeah, right. I'm. But after unfit witnessing, um, after witnessing some some loopy leg side stinkers from all of us. Uh,
0: Loopy is kind. I think I tried to bowl left arm orthodox. Leg side is accurate. Yes, (laughs) as accurate, as inaccurate as that bowling is. I did bowl a very lofty left arm orthodox ball, which if you hadn't have moved, would have bounced
1: off your head first. (laughs) Got to get onto the duck early. (laughs) But I thought, I I wonder how we'd fair playing Cricket and not, Terribly. you know, not pro- not professionally, cr- you know, <laughs> professional cricket. Our days are well and truly done for that. I'm younger you know?
0: than David Warner, but I'm older than the average age of the Australian Test team.
1: Yeah, you're not making the Test team anytime soon. <laughs> Matt, look, not even professional cricket, but maybe just club cricket. And and I wanted to like share a couple. F- grade, first grade. Where where. How, how are we on social? Two digit number social Sunday League oh cricket, God. and I wanted to share a couple of funny stories that I found on the internet. I can tell you find them funny about about people and the misadventures of social Sunday cricket. Oh God! There's four here. The first one's from Alex is a G. Actually, hey, I have a fan on Reddit. First ball, of the innings. Our opening bowler starts his run up jolts in pain and starts shuffling to the change rooms without saying a word. We thought he'd pulled his hamstring. Turns out he'd shat his pants. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, the next one's from Bill Kular. <laughs> we were in the semis of a gruelling tournament played over the course of a season. The opposition required three off the final ball. I was fielding its square leg and the tension was palpable. The bowler bowls a full ball on the batsman's legs, which he clips straight towards me at a decent pace, but along the carpet. They furiously set off for the first run as I field the ball. To this day, I still think about what happened next. (laughs) In my elation and excitement, knowing they couldn't possibly run three, I celebrated and threw the ball behind my head as if I had caught a catch. (laughs) (laughs) I started jogging towards the pitch to congratulate my teammates. <laughs> they all furiously shouted, Get the effing ball! as the batsman started to run a second. <laughs> I realised my mistake and turned around in panic to retrieve the ball. I picked it up and threw it back to the keeper just after the batsman had made his crease, successfully completing the third and <laughs> winning run. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is a Johnny Berso brain
1: fade. (laughs) Just laws of cricket, ah, out the window. No, no,
0: no. I've caught it. I'm not trying to seek an advantage. The game is obviously over. This is a dead
1: ball. (laughs) While spatters run furiously between the sticks. (laughs) I've I've got two more. This one's from Visual End. I was in a second 11 for my local club. Young kid, maybe 15 or 16, was playing his first game for us, a gun swing bowler. His first spell is beautiful. I remember what it was like playing with the older guys, so I try and give him encouragement to ease the nerves. On the second last ball of his spell, he bowls a beauty. The batsman's popped it up to me standing at point. I drop an absolute dolly. It was the easiest catch ever and I felt terrible for him. Very next ball, the batsman drops it in my general direction and takes off for a quick single. With a direct hit, I'd have him run out. Instead, my throw is about five metres from the stumps and goes for four overthrows. Oh. A few overs later, I'm on to bowl. The batsman top it, uh, catches the, the top edge and I take a catch off my own bowling. To celebrate, I threw the ball up in the air and unfortunately hit the young lad on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like a proper arsehole all day for that one.
0: <laughs> that is That is like... Oh, almost like sideshow Bobby and <laughs> yeah, chain of yeah, events. That poor kid. That, that book, poor kid's entire kid. sound is just.
1: <laughs> last, last one. It's a quick. It's a quick one from uh, me about life. Due to misunderstanding a piece of coaching advice, <laughs> which is always the precursor to something terrible. Due to misunderstanding a piece of coaching advice when I was young about keeping your head still. I never turned my head in any direction to watch the ball. (laughs) Even after it passed out of my eye line in a normal stance, I assume you just had to estimate where it was going to go. This led to me getting hit a lot and bowled just as often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To to be fair, like if you were younger, I definitely have mistook the meaning of a lot of advice from various coaches, karate coaches, anything. Yeah. (laughs) Where, oh, there's that old viral video where this dad's trying to teach his like three-year-old kid T-ball oh, yeah. and uses the phrase, you've got you to keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the ball, and the kid rests their eye on the ball.
1: <laughs> that is that situation. <laughs> it's the it's the literal interpretation and good on them for for doing it
0: yeah cuz what you said it's an idiom like it makes no sense unless you know what they're talking keep about keep your head still always okay, always i'll do it great keep your eye on the ball so i will place my eye on the ball yeah, this doesn't seem said, to be working I'll do it.
1: <laughs> but that alex is um maybe maybe some uh advice that we shouldn't get into uh club cricket.
0: Oh, really? Like Pat's tried to get me to join his Summerhill eighth grade team quite a lot. But after our net session last week, me and my mate Joe, who was with us were, I think we might join Summerhill eighth grade (laughs) cricket next season. (laughs) So I can be sore for five out of seven days in any week. Yeah, right. Mate, Uh. we've got coming up a, shall we say a series we have two tests against <laughs> yes. the West Indies coming up. It starts in a couple of days uh, on Wednesday the 17th. And yep. Adelaide, for the second time in a row, Adelaide gets the short end of the stick and gets the start of a two-test series against the West Indies. And then it's up at the Gabba, which has also been missed out of the supposedly fun series against Pakistan. Yes, They're not setting their best and brightest, and we are mucking around with our batting order. Alex,
1: I'm angry. For oh, I'm who, angry about this batting order. For who? Who are you angry for the for, most? I'm angry for Bancroft and Renshaw. I'm angry at McDonald and Smith. Angry at Smith? He's just doing what he's told, mate. Oh, he popped his hand up. He did. I'm like, God, he's not. Mm.
0: So for those who don't know, uh, Matt uh, Cam Bancroft has, for the last two seasons in Australian domestic first-class cricket in the Sheffield Shield, been averaging over 50 Matt Renshaw's been averaging 36, Marcus Harris has been averaging about 35. David Warner has retired, which we haven't talked about. He's been great. We need a new opener, and our new opener so we can accommodate Cam Green in the squad so we can get, <sighs> you know, cuz he's the pet project of the time. He Steve is. Smith is moving up to open alongside uh, Travis uh, Kawaja.
1: It's not right. Alex, <sighs> seriously, like when it was announced, I was I was we should make a new segment. We we, we need to make a mu- new segment called Eucalyptus Yorker Enraged. And I, I can just rail for two minutes about the injustice of the day. I did say
0: last pod that the Eucalyptus Yorker sounds like Australia's answer to Jack the Ripper, so I'm not sure how well that will go down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eucalyptus Yorker Enraged. we we'll yeah, just
0: let him <laughs> out on the streets of Melbourne <laughs> at night carrying a cricket bat going, it's not right, it's not right, it's not fair, well, it's Well, maybe not we right. could just
1: change the final word, provoked.
0: Yeah, provoked Don't serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is but gonna- it's like they've they've been asked to to go to Sheffield Shield and score runs at first class level. All right, Mitch. What Tim more Tim. can they do? What more can bank he, he was the the top is he a leading run scorer for the last two years? Last
0: two seasons, yeah.
1: Come on. Is he being blacklisted because of sandpaper game? Well, I saw Two different articles today.
0: One said, the reason why Cam Bancroft isn't getting another go is because he's just not good enough, which I thought was a bit harsh. It's wrong. It's a incorrect. A bit harsh. Steve Smith, I'm sure he'll do fine in the next two tests. That's not Yeah, really. against the West Indies. Like We're not really going to find out how good he goes until the Ashes in 2025. No. Nah. And if he's still around then, I'm assuming he will be. I think he'll stay around for Yeah, and yeah he will. And retire on a Home Ashes series. Yeah. But if he's still opening by then, either he's done spectacularly well or Cricket Australia does not care about Bancroft and Renshaw. Harris, I understand a bit more because he, in that year that Warner and Smith were out of the game because of the Sandpaper Gate and Bancroft, Harris was... And uh, no, one of our openers. Yeah. And he was there for an extended period of time and didn't do it, Didn't do
1: fantastically. Didn't yeah, exactly.
0: do anything. And he was found out time and time again. His trigger movement, just his little bunny hop would m- move his head around. He was never set well enough and he'd get bowled with a Yorker or uh, inside edged onto the stumps more often than not. So I understand Marcus Harris. I didn't want Marcus Harris opening for us. Yeah. Renshaw was my pick, our pick. Yeah, last bring pod. in Renshaw. He played in one game with COVID against South Africa in the Sydney test last year. Like he's he's around it and should be around it. But yeah. Cricket Australia has gone, who do we think needs more time in the test team? Do we think the 27-year-old Renshaw needs to come in after being in and out a little bit, even though he he's played beautifully in India before as an opener? Like he's a mm-hmm. great player or the younger Cam Green, who has always been good with the ball but hasn't looked great with the bat very often. They've been having Green run the drinks for the last three tests when he should be playing cricket to get better. Yes. So they've given it to Cam Green for this two-test series.
1: Do you think it's permanent? I think they're trying to make it permanent, Uh, and I don't think it should be. But I think they're going to try and push it. I, what's the saying? Trying to fit a square through a circular hole a or something? Square peg through a round hole? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's what they're going to try and do. Two all-rounders um, in the team?
0: Obviously, Marsh won't bowl as much. Like that's If that's they're persisting- the No, no, of they've course. They've picked Marsh because no. Marsh is in the top six batters in Australia.
1: Yeah. And if, if they've been persisting this long and they haven't pivoted or changed, why are they going to in the future? I mean, the only thing that I think will bring Renshaw or Bancroft or another into the team is when Kawaja retires. And again, do, do you think Which he'll wait be, for two he years? He won't. He surely not.
0: He's he's been the he's been the best batter in the world
1: for two years. For the last couple of years, yeah, he has. But he's uh, thirty-eight. Sa- thirty-eight. He? <laughs> yeah. Um, Doing a quick wiki.
0: Yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, so he's the same age as Warner, but he also has not been playing test cricket every test match for, what, 12 years like no, Warner you're right. has. You're right. Kwaj has been in and out. So he's he might be a little bit, and also not playing T20 leagues across the world every season like mm. David Warner has. So he might be in a bit better shape. Mentally, he might be a bit better as well. Like, Warner, yeah. Warner's
1: had a rough time. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course he has, definitely. Is this, I mean, is this going to be the same for the bowlers? We we have an aging bowling attack. Is this so Cam Green can take up more of the bowling?
0: If he could be Jacques
1: Cullis 2.0, I'd be bowler? very happy. Yeah, of course. But is that, like I'm saying, is, is that what they're going for? Is that why they're pushing this? Maybe,
0: because like you'd, you'd assume. Hazelwood would be the first one to retire just because his body is not in, yeah. doesn't hold up as well as the rest. So he's what, about 31? He's probably got another three years. Yep. Four years. Stark, probably similar. He's about 32, 33. Pat Cummins is 30. So Cummo's probably there for about five years, six years because his body has held up incredibly well. Yeah. So yeah. He's yep. come back. So of this battery of New South Wales bowlers, Lyon. Again, he could probably stick around for a similar length of time. So we're going to lose them all really quickly. Yeah. Really, really quickly. And like, to me, one of the bowlers that I think needs to be there, and he's uh, uh, he's got big fans in both Pat and Bardo, WA boys, is Jai Richardson. Jai yeah. Richardson is an amazing bowler. He's had a Brilliant. touch of the injury issues over the last couple of years, but he's 27.
1: Yeah, he he's needs, got years. He needs to
0: be back in the squad.
1: Yeah. I he, mean, you can't- Surely, you could, could you see Hazelwood making it to the next Ashes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Like, He'd it's, be 36,
0: 35. Yeah, maybe 34. I think he's 33 at the moment. Oh, get, get on your wiki, let us know. I will. Mate, we really need a third person on here just to like show us all the information. Got to get a full—I hate to say the name, but a Joe Rogan Joe setup Rogen. here. <laughs> you knew where I was going.
1: Yeah, he's thirty-three. He's turning. Uh... Oh, he's just turned thirty-three.
0: I yeah. thought he was—he
1: was about to turn thirty-four tomorrow. That magic thirty-five, not going to ruin everyone. But he turned thirty-three last week. Oh, happy birthday, Josh Hazel. H B J W A J H. What? The, the W from Hazelwood jumped out to me. Have you <laughs> Josh Hazelhood? Have you had a stroke? Like what is happening? <laughs> Maybe not enough water. I went. Um, I actually went to the gym this morning, first time back in a long time. Oh, and you got the forgot wopps. about consuming liquid. <laughs>
0: So yes, Josh Wazelhood, I think I think he will last till the next Ashes. I think Stark yep. will as well. I think that Ashes will be the curtain call for Kawaja, Smith, and Hazelwood at least. Yep. Maybe Stark. Maybe Nathan Lyon. So there's around five people in the space of about two years, whether they go a little bit before or a little bit after. That is five of our test players gone. And by that time, Lavish going to be in his early 30s. Travis Head's going to be there. Alex Carey is probably going to retire around then. He's not a spring chicken either. Yeah. So around then we'll have presumably Josh Inglis or Josh Philippi in as our keeper if they maintain their form. Inglis is obviously the first choice. But we're going to need a new spinner, probably Murphy. Speaking of spinners, he popped up again recently. He was the talk of the town for two years. Do you remember Lloyd Pope? The balding, oh, yeah. red-headed guy who took, yeah. I think, a five-wicket over in this under-19 World Cup for Australia. Yes, played played for Sydney Sixers in the Big Bash. He's still around. Our little leg-spinning master. With well, he's
1: young. The, he's 24. Yeah,
0: but he's got the hairline of Kerry O'Keefe. He,
1: he does. He's got the Mr. Burns like ring of uh, <laughs> ring of red.
0: He's a beautiful man. <laughs> It's like a little portent into Pat Cullen's future when he's here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bring him in. I mean, look, are you you a fan of keeping the best bowling attack that we have for these matches against the West Indies? Or do you think, you know what, we need to give X a try, give Z a go? That's
0: where I was going with this is you can say that West Indies aren't bringing their best team, but I think Jai Richardson would walk his way into most test attacks at the moment. Yeah. Mo- nearly any team, any national team would take a Jai Richardson. So get him in. Yeah, why not? Absolutely get him in. Like, I'm sorry, Scott Boland, your time is past. Say it. Yeah. And, yeah. Outside of big injuries, Scott Boland's not getting back in. No. Jai needs to be in there. Murphy needs to play more games. We need Renshaw playing more games. Yeah. We need Bancroft, if they want to bring Bancroft back in and I think they should, oh, excuse me, you got the hiccups, these guys need to be playing more. We can't, like, look, out our top six, right? So David Warner, he burst onto the scene as a T20 player that gave him a test shot. He had a really good first run. Steve Smith came into the squad as a leg spinner, mm-hmm. scored some decent runs in an Ashes series, got yep. moved moved up to number six, hit 100 in the home Ashes series, his first century in 2012, I believe. And moved up the order, moved up the order, all of a sudden became the best batter in the world for a number of years. Yeah. Osman Kawaja has been an academy player from the beginning. He has had the most traditional run into the team. Travis Labashane came in as a concussion sub purely because he averaged, I think, 33. 35 in first class cricket before he oh, played in that right. Ashes series. Yeah, but he yeah, was yeah, playing yeah. well for Glamorgan, that one county series. He was already in the UK. He came in as the concussion sub and is now our number right. one. That's right. Yes. Alex Kerry came in because Tim Payne uh, got up to some funny business <laughs> yep. uh, at home. So, Payne was immediately gone. Carey's immediately in. There's always talk about him, but he's a a senior player in Adam Voges style, comes in later, does quite well. Yeah. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, they're all academy boys, Nathan Lyon. Not a traditional route, but he worked his way through. We can't keep having our batters come into the squad by accident. By chance. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Marsh is there because hes he's been a gun player ever since he was a kid. The, like The most talented of the Marsh boys, all of them, because he can bowl as well. Yeah. But he's he's been someone that Cam Green is now, where extremely talented, extremely tall, all rounder. You want you need one in the team. You need one in the team. If you've got a world beating team, generally you've got an all rounder like that in there. Yeah, you got a Sh- Jack Callis, definitely. Even to a lesser extent, you have a Shane Watson, you have an Andrew Flintoff, you have a Ben Stokes, you have you have these guys. But we can't wait for someone to get injured or COVID. To bring back Matt Renshaw into the team or Cam Bancroft back into the team. Yeah. Like, I know Will Pukowski, I am going for a rant right now. Will Pekowski was- I'll Run, run. Some, let's go, let's go, go for- let's go. Will Pekowski was the one. And Will Pekovsky is a gun player. The thing is, he is that guy from the Reddit story that you're reading where he was told to never move his head. <laughs> and so he's on his what twenty second concussion. So he yeah. needs to be looked after a bit more. And so after Will Pekoski, their next option was Steve Smith can open. That's not option B. No, it's a crying
1: shame. I, I look, I, I really took your
0: rant away from you. I'm really sorry about that. You were ready to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it is a shame. It's a real shame. I mean, a- Andrew McDonald said that there's no r- reason that they should rest the quicks, there's nothing to indicate that there's a need to rest the quicks. It's not uh, resting it for them. It's no, resting it's it resting it for I know, frickin- I know, I know. That's what I'm saying is the reason should be resting them so you can build a future Australian world-beating team.
0: Yeah, we need um, three more pace bowlers and probably one spinner beyond Todd Murphy capped yeah. in the next 12 months.
1: Yeah, and an opening batter. Yeah, home, <laughs> home conditions.
0: Yeah. West I mean, Indies with ha- a half-strength team.
1: Do half-strength.
0: I'm being nice.
1: <laughs>
0: Good. West Indies with a half-strength team. Like, I would love if Craig Braithwaite comes out and smashes a double ton at Adelaide because it's the ground to do it. And yeah. He's a great player, big fan of Craig Braithwaite, and then I want to see all those quicks rested because they've had to bowl at Braithwaite for two days. <laughs> after a pretty warm summer,
1: and then they need a rest. Yeah. Look, one thing I did want to ask you, this, it is a very young side. Like the opening pair of Athanazi and uh, Mackenzie, Athanasi and Mackenzie, sorry, have three test matches between them. There's also seven uncapped players. Like I know we were saying that, you know, the Pakistan team was a fresh one and they did do really well, but this is a fresh team. Do you think they will play traditional test cricket or do you think they will try and play long form t20
0: the west indies since they dumped shivner and Shander paul out of the squad have not played long form test cricket particularly well Uh, that's why i'm asking the two times i've seen them do it in like the last 10 years was they had a home series against england and they battered them and yeah. it was glorious. And they had another series towards the- This is when Jason Holder was captain. I'm not sure if it was just towards the end of Brennan McCollum's tenure as Kiwi captain or the start of Kane Williamson, but it was like a a 2-1 series, I think, uh, between the two teams, a three-test series. They played really, really well. Since then, no. Yeah. They haven't even made the ODI World Cup qualifications. Like yeah, they weren't in right. the last World Cup. Oh, they are right. T20 players because they don't get the money to pay their players to play Test Cricket. Yeah.
1: Look, if it can turn into a long form T20, that would be exciting. Ken Green you know? might actually uh, bat a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I well, like I wonder whether over if the test if Test cricket is continuing on the way it's kind of going, I wonder whether we'll see Test cricket be reduced to like a two day ODI. You know, I mean, well, it wouldn't be an ODI, a two DI, <laughs>
0: a two day, one two, day international,
1: a two, a two DI. You know, like you get fifty overs each, then you come back the next day and do another fifty overs. That'd be a great format, don't you reckon? Stop mucking with cricket. What are you doing? Leave Test cricket alone.
0: We hey, love I'm Test just coming cricket.
1: Up, it's in crisis. I'm coming up with ideas. I'm trying to be helpful.
0: You think that's better? You think that like pink ball two-day internationals? That's what we're rolling with? That's what you could come up with? <laughs> i got a bright idea. How about you shut up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably not, your first question, and will I shut up? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. I'm
0: glad. This is an audible medium after all. <laughs> so, yeah, we got this series. It's not looking bright. Steve Smith's going to open. He's probably going to smash a 100. That's just because... Just to annoy everyone else, and McDonald yep, yep. and Cummins will come out and say that justifies his selection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cam Green better get some time in the middle. Like he better not throw his wicket away because ah, oh, I, I need him to do better. And if he's not doing better, he needs to go back to domestic. <laughs> like he's young, send him back. Yeah, he's great. We love him. He, he like we missed having him in gully. Uh, yeah, in the Pakistan did. series. Like, absolutely spoiled by having him out in the field there because mm. he is a gun fielder and he's got the reach of Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> but he needs to bat. He needs to be in the middle. And if he's not in the middle in Test cricket, send him to County and Sheffield Shield.
1: Yeah. For the no,
0: love of God. I agree. So, we think this is going to be 2-0. That's not that's not a surprise to anyone listening there.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, and all these debutants for the West Indies, like, it is a bit of an unusual sight. Do you know, I mean, maybe you're a team in transition. Uh, the band transition touring,
0: for 10 years.
1: Uh, look, maybe you're touring an odd part of the world at an odd time of the year. I mean, maybe you've got a ginormous injury list that you have to contend with. Or maybe, Alex... It's your oh. first ever test match and oh, you need to feel no! side because that's what happened to New Zealand, <laughs> believe it or not, on this day. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's a better segue than your last. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I thought, look, why focus on some obscure single British debutante from 1895 when I could focus on a whole team of debutantes from our mates across the ditch? <laughs> I did, I did want to quickly mention uh, another Kiwi in Martin Guptill. He was a little later oh, to the, the cricketing world than the first New Zealand Test team, but debuted for New Zealand in an ODI in 2009, making 122 not out. How good's that for your, your first dig? He'd go on to debut in the Test Arena a few months later and have obviously a magnificent career across all three formats. But I wanted to talk about New Zealand's debut Test match which was against England in 1930 in Christchurch.
0: Oh, much more recent. <laughs> yeah.
1: Than I can't 1890. Say, <laughs> I can't say that there were too many recognisable faces <laughs> or, or in fact that it was a, a memorable game. It wasn't. New Zealand scored 100. Uh, England scored 112. Yeah. Um, They scored 112 in reply and England won by eight wickets. Very one-sided affair. But two gentlemen that I thought deserved a special mention were Matt Henderson and Henry Foley. No doubt they had high hopes, dreams of becoming cricketing greats. Henderson, left arm quick. He took a wicket off his very first ball, then was tonked for his remaining (laughs) offense, taken (laughs) off, never bowled a ball again, (laughs) and Henry Foley, incredibly talented opening batsman, promising young opener. He came out in the first dig, got a little bit unlucky, scored two. In the second dig, he also got unlucky, scored two again and was replaced for the second test. (laughs) Neither ever played a test match for New Zealand ever again. Well, from memory, New
0: Zealand didn't win a test match for the next 20 years. Like I don't think they got their first test victory until like 1956. Lots of chopping and
1: changing. (laughs) So to um to you, Matt and Henry, our one and done debutants. <laughs> thank you for your service.
0: <laughs> Slow clap for the eucalyptus Yorker segment there. Yahoo, <laughs> mate. We do have to wrap up. We I ranted for way too long about the makeup of Australia's Test eleven over the next couple <laughs> of years. Do you have something that will let me win that drunk as anything <laughs> audio recording from day three of the Sydney Test?
1: I think you know. I think you know what's coming, <laughs> and I. Uh, I think that my questions are pretty tough this week. So I think the recording, at least for this week, is safe. Mate. However,
0: I, I've got my phone in my bloody hand. <laughs> however, I've got three
1: questions for you. A Do
0: person- they involve hitting a six into a train and travelling three hundred and fifty-two kilometers to Durban or some rubbish?
1: No, but the last one is pretty funny. <laughs> A person a person with 905 dismissals for their country also happens to have the best bowling figures in IPL history. With an average and economy sitting at zero, a strike rate of one, and a dot ball percentage of 100%. Who is it? Or a wicketkeeper, 905 dismissals. Like across formats or single format dismissals? Across formats. A wicketkeeper who's bowled a ball, bowled one ball in the IPL.
0: Oh, see, it's, I know, I know. Matthew Wade has rolled his arm over a bit, and I've he has bowled in a Test match. It was hilarious, and he has played in the IPL. Is Matthew Wade bugger it? Gilchrist,
1: it's, yeah, it's Gilchrist. What?
0: How does he have a ball in his hands without wearing gloves? I was trying to feed you that one
1: to make it interesting.
0: <laughs> I saw you mouth Gilchrist after I gave the answer, but everyone heard me say Matthew Wade.
1: <laughs> he was playing for um, the Kings Eleven Punjab who were confirmed exiting from the group stage. His last game, their last game, he decided to roll his arm over in the uh, the final over of the match. Uh, they were nine down. Harbhajan Singh. Skied one to uh, mid-wicket, I think it was. <laughs> so End there you of go. game. Yeah, end of game. One ball. That question- is
0: absolutely <clears throat> rubbish. <laughs> yeah,
1: question two. Alastair Cook, 294 runs. Michael Clark, 329 runs. And Brendan McCullum, 302 runs. Are the three top scorers against India in the 21st century? They have something in common in that they were all dropped very early in their innings. By who? Oh god. They're tough this week. You've chosen the wrong week, Bloody wager hell. a very important piece of audio.
0: So Alist- Alistair Cook, Michael Clark, Brendan McCullum. Yeah. Uh, Alistair
1: they- Cook in they were Alistair Cook in 2011, Michael Clark in 2012 and Brendan McCullum in 2014. Okay. Will it be Mm. Oh, stop miming
0: shit to me. This isn't charades. I was trying to think of who is a rubbish fielder for India. Or is it very funny and it's MS Stoney? But I don't think it's MS Stoney. (laughs) No, it's not. Very un... I have two thoughts. It's either Ishant Sharma, because he is absolutely rubbish. Yeah, he's terrible, isn't he? Or Mohammed Shami.
1: Also terrible.
0: I'm going Ishant Sharma.
1: It's correct. Yes. <laughs> well done. And just for the just for the record, I did not mouth anything.
0: No, you just had your the, two fingers up like you're trying to go like swing bowler, little bowler. It's a bowler, Alex. It's a bowler. It wasn't going to be Tandulka, was it?
1: No. Uh, this is the last one, and I should clarify: this has not been verified at all.
0: <laughs> oh, so I could say anything and win this this audio clip?
1: Well, the only reference I have to this piece of information is on a website called Done for Merline Press, which, funnily enough, is why this question is being asked and where I got my
0: information. Oh, no. (laughs) This is just a, this is an imaginary blog on the Isle of Wight or something rubbish. (laughs) But this is Iceland
1: cricket trivia. Former Australian batsman Greg Ritchie set what type of animals loose in the team dressing room on the 1984 tour of Zimbabwe? Was I was it crickets, bats, or chimps?
0: If it was chimps, I'm surprised anyone survived. Still has a face. Yeah. Or their arms. Like chimps are vicious and incredibly strong. Bats and crickets both are pun like names. So I'm going with chimps.
1: It was chimps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what the this, hell? How's this? He wasn't playing the game due to illness, so decided to head into town. And just <laughs> and, to the local chimp and, and met And boring. met a man who owned two baby chimps as pets. He paid him a tenner and borrowed them for the day <laughs> and took them <laughs> to the ground after the game, which obviously caused a huge disturbance in the dressing room.
0: <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, did it, did it cause a huge disturbance in the dressing <laughs> room? Was this an inter- like international game? <laughs> Supposedly I believe
1: so. Yeah.
0: What the yeah. Air living hell? Greg Ritchie,
1: 1984 tour of Zimbabwe. If there's any better fact checkers out there than I, hopefully they I'm can sure verify this.
0: <laughs> mate, I'm I'm looking this up right at the podcast, mate. Two out of three. Do I get that audio clip?
1: I'll um. There's a few. I'll send you one.
0: Okay, okay, give us a, give us a tease. All right. So everyone who's listening, after the credits, wait, pop, wait.
1: As a precursor, as a precursor, that it doesn't feature on this podcast.
0: No, 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 no. You've already said it could. This is this is a post-credits <laughs> scene. I will edit out all of Ollie's bigoted ramblings from whatever's coming our way, and we'll get to listen to Ollie drunk as a skunk on day three of the Sydney Test against Pakistan, having just watched Josh Hazelwood score a three-wicket maiden.
1: Yeah. Deal. I'm. I'm not sure I have one. Afterwards, they were taken at various times. Oh, I'll see what I can find. Send in Send us phone. your least drunk one, and we'll.
0: You'll get more <laughs> progressively more drunk as our <laughs> post credits episodes go on. By the time we get to the wrap up of the West Indies series, you are just going to be mumbling into a phone <laughs> for about three minutes, and I'm going to leave it there unedited. Perfect.
1: Mate, Sounds like a plan.
0: Thank you so much for joining me once again, and to everyone at home. Try and enjoy the series against the West Indies. Pray Cam Green scores some runs. Pray Steve Smith doesn't and goes back to number four. And Matt Renshaw <laughs> can join us at the opening. <laughs> Crump, you have been a legend. You will continue to be one. I will catch you in about one week. Sounds good to me, mate. I'll see you then. Awesome. Everyone else who's listening, thank you for joining us once again. Please like, rate and subscribe to our podcast. Tell your mum. It's a fun one. And Ollie, join in with me if you remember the words,
1: <laughs> Go to Go
0: Two for None is created by Patrick Cullen and Chris Barty. This episode presented by Alexander Spinks and Oliver Crump. The episode was produced by Patrick Cullen at Ginger Snap Productions and edited by Mike Bilcox at Midnight Publishing. All music used in conjunction with APRA AMCO's online mini licence. Contact APRA.com.au for more details. You can check us out at gingersnapsidney.com. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, share us on your socials and get the word out that Two for None is a bloody great podcast, we swear. We will be back after the first test between Australia and the West Indies and in the meantime, go those
1: Aussies! Paddy Cummins has just chosen to review here. You better hope that this shit is actually out for your podcast. <laughs> what do <we> mean, out?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's easy. If it's not, I'll delete it. <laughs> <laughs> It's close to the bat. It's very close to the bat. There's nothing on that. Oh. Nothing on, nothing on um on hotspot, sorry. Oh nothing on nothing on Snicko either. This is crazy. Review dismissed, it's still two for 55, and the game goes on.